It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping in a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. another yeah if you didn't think we were doing it this the week because of my life well you're wrong we're committed so (laughs) we're committed to you guys we're committed to our sponsors Mm -hmm. and also last week I don't know what was wrong with me but I literally scheduled it for Sunday and it came out on Sunday that was an accident but surprise happy surprise happy accident yeah a little sabbath potty little sabbath potty (laughs) P-O-D-D-Y, Poddy. <laughs> and the show must go on. <laughs> yeah, Meg, you want to sh- share where you're recording the pod? So I'm currently on the floor of a hardwood floor, by the way. So this is not easy on my kneecaps or my buttocks. But I am on the hardwood floor of a closet in a, they're called TLFs. So the Military School of Acronyms, this one is a temporary lodging facility. And it's basically a mini home that they stick military people in on their way in or out of base when they're moving there and their home's not ready yet or they're moving out and they had to get out of their house early or something. I don't know. Or your pipe bursts and your house is unlivable and you need a place to stay. So. And they're demoing half your house. They are currently demoing my garage, which is hilarious because in order for me to live there, they need to fix the inside first, but they're going to take care of the garage first. So I don't know how long I'm going to be in this TLF here, but they're taking the walls down to the garage right now and taking down parts of the ceiling too, because they were cracking and water is flooding out of all places in the garage. So if you guys haven't seen the videos, did you share them to your, did you share them to your highlights? I didn't save them to my highlights. I should probably create a highlight called Disaster Strikes um, and save them to that, but I haven't. Okay, everyone says that when the man gets deployed, everything goes wrong or like they, they're on yep, a course called, and can't talk. Yep, it's called Murphy's Law and I'm not totally sure why, but it's called Murphy's Law and it's like a running joke slash also running reality that everything hits the fan when your husband leaves or particularly hits the fan when your husband leaves and cannot talk to you. Right. So Megan has literally had her house flooded. (laughs) I woke up to water hosing my master bedroom. (laughs) And Avery has no idea. No, it's hilarious too, because I was telling people last week, like Avery has it worse for sure. Cause whoever has to leave the house and leave Carrie and everything definitely has it worse. Like as much as I love shooting weddings and like traveling, it still isn't the same as being home with my family and my kid. And so I was like, I totally like feel for Avery. He's the one honestly going through the most. And then I woke up to a pipe bursting through my wall and my entire garage flooding. And I was like, actually, I think I take the cake on this one. Like, I think I actually have it worse this time around. Wait, is it because it's so cold? Is it like what Texas is going through? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Except I also have a very big feeling it's also the fact that they're all on base houses so they're all built very cheaply 
So they're not necessarily made to last through anything. They're constantly, things are constantly getting broken um, and not working right. So 40 plus homes on base here were affected. So now that makes me think, yeah, what? They're temporarily housing 40 plus people. Well, so 40 plus people's homes were affected, but not to the extent of mine. They said mine was in the top worst for sure. It wasn't the worst because some people had their upper floors caving down into their garage. Yeah, I really. I mean, yours is amount of that time. It will. I know. I know exactly. I think everything froze in place for now because it's still frozen and freezing out here. Um, But some people just had like a pipe burst in their kitchen and their kitchen kind of flooded, which is not good still. But it was in one room, not on two floors, not hosing in, not water falling down into. It was wild. Like when I look at the videos, I'm like, that's not my house. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was her house. And it's so like, that's why Megan's audio sounds like this because she, that pretty much random people were in your house just moving stuff around. And now you yeah. the speakers like literally it's hoarders. Yeah. They told me to evacuate the house. So I did at like 11 o'clock at night with Carrie and the dogs and like a couple belongings. But then I came back the next morning to grab some more stuff because I was like, I didn't grab what I needed. And they have shoved everything from the master bedroom into the two rooms upstairs. And the office has like my mattress in it. They disassembled our master bed. And how? Just, I, I have no clue. And then when they told me it was livable, I was like, so explain to me how I'm supposed to move a mattress and bed frame and all these other things. They, everything. And their closets, all the stuff in our closet was just thrown into this room. So it looks like- I And that's it. where the only bed is to sleep. Exactly. I'm like, these people that are telling me this thing is livable have not seen my house. There's no way. Because we would be bunking out on the couch, which not to sound ungrateful or privileged or anything, that is more than some people have for sure. But it's not livable. That's not what I pay our rent for. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I was like, I'm sure I can get my podcasts, like Mike or my camera or my headphones or anything. And I tried climbing over things and like pushing them out of the way. And there was just, isn't, it wasn't happening because the mattress was the first thing they put in there. And we have a king bed, so it's a huge mattress. They put that in there first and then shoved everything else around it. So if I even tried to move the mattress, other things would have would to fall first or fall over. Yeah. So. Heck no, they did not. Anyways, so that's your heck no? Um, well, yeah, that and the fact that my nail just popped off, so. They're pretty much on the same playing field, right? <laughs> so my house is flooded and I lost my nail. <laughs> They're supposed to last till March. I've still got a week. Yeah, Plus I'm getting mine done this weekend. <sighs> I know. I'm chewing on it right now because it <sighs> – my heck no is that when we first started this podcast, I put my headphones in and I pretty much had a fire in my ear. Um, I don't know like if we have like the wrong kind of electricity or like force or I don't even know what it's called. Like what is it called? Energy something. The electricity, isn't it? The electricity, but it literally gave a spark in my ear. And Megan is currently in a closet and closing the closet door, and I'm watching her do it, and it's really funny. <laughs> Get it to shut. But yeah, pretty much, I had a like a spark in my ear, and then my teeth were hurting because I felt like I just got electrocuted. <laughs> From and Megan's like, "Oh, that happens all the time. Just like give it a second. I'm like, "What? I literally that was I just got electrocuted." <laughs> <laughs> now oh Megan's God. sitting in the dark. <laughs> I figured. So my heck yes is that Sarah's here, 
If any of you guys follow her, if you're Catholic and you need a photographer, hit her up. Bye, Sarah K. K-A-Y. I'm plugging her Instagram right now and she can't hate me for it. But she <laughs> was visiting and it was so timely because she was going to visit before all of this happened. It was already planned. And then she was like, okay, I don't like, don't feel bad about telling me not to come now that your life is like chaotic. And I was like, yeah, I don't have a place for you to stay yet. All these things. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a place to stay somehow, whether it's coming out of my pocket or the military's. Right. So I might as well just have her come out. So she's an extra set of helping hands. Cause otherwise anytime I needed to get out of the car for anything, anytime I needed to go anywhere, I had to take Carrie and the dogs with me every single time. And it was just so stressful. So I was like, just come out anyways and we'll figure it out. And she's just like gone with the flow. We've been in an Airbnb the first two days. Now we're in this TLF. She extended her stay for a day so that I can go to a photo shoot and use her camera because I can't reach my camera. And yeah, she, uh, godsend. And she's currently putting Carrie to sleep. So that is why I shut the accordion style closet door so Carrie doesn't hear me. Guys, we're making things happen over here. Okay. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You know, Sarah's such Amazing. a blessing. Oh my word. And, and Megan also put an offer on a house. Yeah. So lots of things are happening. That is actually a big hack. Yes, that's true. The same day, the day before the eve. Okay. During the day on <laughs> Valentine's Day, put an offer in on the house and signed everything. Um, in Alabama. In Wait, Alabama. it's yours? It's 100% yours? No, not yet. We close on it April 15th. Okay. But signed the first couple documents, got an inspector, figured out, did the whole first steps of the process. And by the way, Avery still doesn't know. Yeah. That there even is a house that Megan claimed. Basically, anything that's going on in my life right now, Avery has zero clue. He's living in blissful ignorance of anything going on over here. When he He's, gets back, yeah. Austin, the basic Catholic, and I were on the phone today. We're like, when he gets back, he's going to first laugh and then be so angry. <laughs> he's going to, well, I was thinking, I was like, this guy owes me big time. But then I remembered he bought me a spa back when I was pregnant for Valentine's Day. And then we thought it expired because he bought it on like Groupon or something. And then we realized that it didn't expire. So I had told him when he left for OCS where he's at right now, when you get back, I'm going on that spot. And now I'm like, heck yeah, I am a hundred percent going on that spa. And after the spa, I'm getting a pedicure and a manicure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a manicure and a facial. <laughs> exactly. De-stress my entire body. Um, but yeah, he has no clue about anything. Um, and that's also been stressful because as soon as you buy a house, you've got like 14 days via the contracts, most contracts to either decide you want in or you want out. And you also have 14 days to get an inspector out there. So as soon as I did all that, I was like, cool, I can get all this sorted out. This will be great. And then my pipes burst. So the first 48 hours after my pipe having bursted, I was literally on the phone all day, every day. Like as soon as I was hanging up with someone, someone else was calling me. So I was hitting decline and accept every single time for like hours. Right. For like your own home and then the home in Alabama. Yeah. Oh my word. Megan, you're a saint. You are literally a saint. Okay. So your heck yes is Sarah. My heck yes. Okay. So, so you know how you like get those things in the mail and you, it's just like paper, like different, e like um credit cards, like trying to get you to sign up, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. 
different banks, restaurants in your area. You never actually look at them. You just throw them away. Mm-hmm. Well, I happened to literally just got home from the bank opening up a business account. And I look at the mail and it's like these things. And it's like, earn free $300 when you open up a business account. And it was the same bank I just walked back from. So I called them. I was like, you'll never believe I just got this coupon in the mail. And they just gave me like $300. I was like, that is awesome. I never look at this. All of a sudden I look at it. It was the bank that I just walked home from just opened a business account for. I was like, heck yes look at me paying attention to what i get in the mail you just got 300 dollars handed to you yeah so you providentially went to the right bank and you happened to just gloss over your nail and then then get handed 300 dollars. yes yeah beautiful i know. love it it was beautiful it was beautiful well we have so many good voicemails <laughs> but um megan you want to tell us about the forte pod Yes. So Taylor is the head of Forte Catholic Pod, um, and their goal is to make Catholicism fun again by bringing the joy of the gospel to your ear holes, very similar to our goal here of bringing laughter and fun and just relatability. Yeah, relatability to your earbuds. Um, But you know how ministers, youth ministers, like play games and they tell jokes and personal stories. And then in the last couple of minutes, they like blast you with the gospel. Well, essentially, that's what each segment of Forte Catholic is, except for young adults, (laughs) because teenagers (laughs) are insane. So um, Forte Catholic pod is specifically for young adults. So the best way to subscribe to them and everything is through podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, or really wherever you listen to podcasts. It's um, the Forte Catholic Podcast. Yes. F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com. Yes. And in make sure you follow Taylor on Instagram. It's at T-A-Y-L-O-R-S-C-H-R-O-L-L. I'll put it in our um in our yeah in our show notes, but he's like such a good guy follow. I feel like just like so stable, like super, super, just like he's DS, you know? DS. So he's doctrinally sound. He DS. <laughs> so check it out. Make chill. Yeah. It's just easy going. Normal. So, like make Catholicism normal. fun again. Let's go. Yeah, let's do let's it. Go. Okay, so for the voicemails, I've actually been really looking forward to doing like a whole voicemail pod for so long um but the first one I want to do is about Ash Wednesday and I actually thought this was right but I was like I don't know I'm just gonna play it because I feel stupid saying that I thought I I thought it was but I didn't know I'm just gonna stop talking in circles and play it Megan (laughs) hi Cecilia and Megan first of all thanks so much for your show it's such a needed break from the craziness of life um, so my heck no is an Ash Wednesday heck no moment. My husband tells me on Ash Wednesday that he thinks that you're supposed to abstain from sex on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Um, what? I had never heard this before. I don't know if he, like, he said his parents told him. I don't know if they really told him or if he's just getting that confused with, like, the word abstinence and being used for sex. But I was like, show me where that is in the catechism. It's not. Um so that was hilarious, and heck yes um, to telling him that it's actually not in there and um, you don't have to abstain from sex, and for enjoying all the benefits of marriage um, when NFP tells you you can. So yeah, that's my heck yes and heck no. 
Okay, Megan, I thought that abstinence also, I was listening to the homily last Sunday and I was like, I wonder why that is that you can't have sex on um, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. I was like, why? Because like, because of the word abstinence, like clear, just specifically because of that word? Yeah, that's why I thought, like the word abstinence. It was like, you must practice, practice abstinence on Good Friday and Ash Wednesday. And I was like... I don't know. Has sex? I wonder, I wonder. You just can't have any pleasure on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Is what they're saying. No, I wonder how many people actually think that though, because most people only hear abstinence and like sex ed in high school in reference to how the hundred percent way of avoiding pregnancy is abstinence. <laughs> right, but I was like, well, do they mean just like abstinence from meat? Yeah. And just That's like fasting. A- abstinence is another word for like fasting too. So abstinence for me and then like fasting throughout the day. Because I was going to say, I feel like if a married couple said, we're giving up sex for Len, I don't think that would be encouraged. Yeah, I don't think that's holy or encouraged. I feel like obviously different playing fields, but I feel like that'd be like, I'm giving up like the Eucharist. Okay, this is, that's, I hope someone doesn't take this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm giving up. See? Washing the dishes for my roommate. So we think of sex differently. You think of it <laughs> on the same playing field of doing a household chore. <laughs> 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 and then I'm over here equating it to the Eucharist. <laughs> no, I mean, like you're, you're serving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, take it back. <laughs> reverse but also i love how she was like um no 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 look in the catechism i, I would have been like you're gonna come to me with this quote-unquote fact and not back it up are you trying to tell me something that you don't want me <laughs> you of course would go like internally deep with it in reality it's just like the preset abstinence so <laughs> no but literally i thought that and i was gonna ask mr stash but i was like i don't that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and continue to listen to this podcast and help think. Because uh, we were sitting together course. listening to the homilies. So mm-hmm. that's what I was going to ask him. But <laughs> now he knows. <laughs> Anyways, folks, now he knows. What was that? <laughs> I said, you're sitting there next to him hearing this homily and thinking, dang, that kind of takes something out of marriage. Shucks. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow. So not only is it NFP, but also holy days you can't. I'm like, okay. No. What is it when you like make a baby? Um, you have sex? No. <laughs> Obviously, like where you're oh conceived like it's like no babies ever in the catholic (laughs) church are conceived on good friday and ash wednesday oh my gosh it's it's illegal to say (laughs) no i'm kidding okay so before we jump into another voicemail i want to talk about hollow app okay literally i keep getting messages from people being like do you have a code for hollow like i think a lot of people are knuckling down on their prayer life when it comes to lent i'm like let me tell you what's good so (laughs) they have they have this hashtag pray 40 for saint joseph and right now i'm in the middle of a 
40 or a 33 day St. Joseph novena with stash or sorry, not a novena, a consecration, but they have this pray 40 with St. Joseph in pretty much like it's a daily meditation and it goes like from dust to dust. And then like it shows the litany. Oh my gosh. There's so many sirens. Hold on. The whole city. It like gives. I know what's happening. It like gives the litany of St. Joseph and it's just so beautiful because there's meditations and there's rosaries and there's Lexio Divinas. And it's just like, it gives you some, a different way to pray every single day for 40 days. And maybe even through that, it's like a little right. taste test board. It's like a cruise. You like, you know, get a different, right. get a different <laughs> Island every day. It's like, get a different prayer type every day. So anyways, they have that on the hollow app, which I think is such a great feature, but check it out. You can get three month free trial with www.hollow.com, H-A-L-L-O-W, slash what in the day, dang heck, for, um, it's a three-month free trial now, not just 30 days. Now we have another ghosting story, and I just thought, like, this could have been set up for a really romantic, um, but, but anyways, he's Australian, and we all know how those accents sound. The caller is Australian? No, but I wish that'd be cool. The man, the man, the ghoster, (laughs) the ghoster. Okay. Hey ladies, it's Sarah. So I might be a little late with this voicemail considering I just listened to your ghosting episode. I always seem to be late on sending in these voicemails, but I have a ghosting story of one of the classic meet a guy on a plane, think you're going to get married because you're fantasizing about what you might see yourself doing with this guy in the future as far as uh, dating and marriage and all of that. It's always so exciting to think about that. So the classic, you know, meet cute on the plane. This guy happened to be Australian as well. So it was not only was he attractive and engaging, but he also had an accent and he was a college athlete, baseball player, which was always ironic for me because I have all baseball players in my family. So I really related to your comment about the bro baseball player attitude um (laughs) so you know i some of more details to this story but for uh you know short shortness of sake i'm going to just say that it was pretty funny i i decided that i was going to be the most bold that i was ever going to be and both from beginning of the conversation with this guy sitting next to him on a plane to chasing after him in the airport when i realized that you know what why not i'm going to ask for his number and be that person and he was all all down for it. We conversed, texting, and even FaceTiming for the next week or so. He had flown back to Australia. That's where he was headed when we were on a plane together. And uh, then just completely dropped off the face of the earth. Stopped texting, stopped uh, FaceTiming, and deleted me off Facebook. Um, looked like completely blocked me entirely. And, uh, yeah, so that was my ghosting story uh, that started with one of the, the you know, the epic meet cutes on a plane which should have been so exciting and it still was exciting and then uh, ended with him completely completely blacklisting me is what it seemed like so anyway that's my story hope y'all enjoy well you know honestly kudos to her for chasing him through the airport to get his number a bold woman we love it yeah honestly she went after what she wanted I can just imagine like me in my suitcase and just like carrying my coat and you're just like running and it's really dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then 
Like, I wonder if they had masks then because that would make a really big difference. Yep. If someone you know, really what, cute some... or attractive with a mask on. And then throw a shield on top of that and you're just like throw a mask maybe. You just really throw some sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just over. Well, I relate to the whole talking talking to a guy on a plane and thinking like, oh my gosh, what if this is, you know, like back when I was single and I was traveling back to see my girlfriend um, during college all the time, I was it happened a couple different times and it's like a fun thing to think about. And it's like exciting because you're like, we came from two different places of the world and we're going to two different places in the world and our lives are totally different. But what if? Like, what It's like if? a Hallmark movie. It's it so is. romantic. It is. But until they ghost you and block you and do all that stupid stuff. Yeah. So it's like, just tell the beginning of the story and be like, and he's not my husband, but it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cute. Yeah. But speaking of bold women, okay, here's another. I just like, can you guys call in with your bold women stories when it comes to men? Like, I feel like we need to Let's hear more of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bold women, B BWS, bold women stories. Yep. We want to hear it. Okay. So here's another BWS coming at you from the What in the Dang Heck podcast. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Uh, my name is Kathleen. I live in Georgia, and I have a heck yes to share. Um, I mean, it kind of starts with a heck no. My heck no is that I got broken up with uh, a week before Christmas. But my heck yes is that um, the guy that I've had started having a crush on likes me back. And I know this because he asked me to get dinner with him. Uh, and I did, and we were just kind of going forth, asking each other questions. Sorry, my dryer's going off in the background. Um, but we were going forth, back and forth, asking each other questions. And I said, can I ask you a bold question? And he said, yes. I said, why don't you ask me to dinner? And I was really curious about this because I've known this guy all through high school. Um, I'm a junior in college now. We, we went to the same high school all four years, and then... He just transferred to the college that I'm at, and we've been getting to, like, re-know each other. But when I asked him that question without even missing a beat, he looked at me. He said, because I want to pursue a relationship with you, I'm just still working on a few things for myself. And so that is my heck yes, because he told me he wants to pursue me, which is exactly what I deserve, and he wants to make sure that he is ready. So we're just going to continue getting to know each other. He's going to work on himself. We're actually going to church together tomorrow. I I think it's going to be really great. And his eyes are really pretty. And yeah, that's my heck yes. Thanks for listening to me ramble. Bye, ladies. Kathleen, she's like, and his eyes are really pretty. I I think it's going to be really great. And we're going to go to mass. And his eyes are really pretty. Check, check, check. (laughs) These are the priorities. No, I love that Kathleen was like, so he likes me back and this is why like she had to like prove it but like honestly you have every right to ask a question and be like Mm -hmm. so why did you ask me here or like why did you ask me to get a drink why did you ask for my number Mm -hmm. like what is your intention Mm -hmm. say it and that's the whole thing of like Kathleen totally dropped the handkerchief and he took it and ran with it yeah and now they're going to get masked and he has pretty eyes so major win for her heck yeah like 
I think a lot of the times we as women think that the man, okay, so for instance, I had a sticker on my story yesterday and it talked about what do guys need right now? What do they need to be told? Like Catholic guys and secular guys. Mm -hmm. And all of the, I would say half of the women that responded said they need to learn how, are you kidding me? What was that? that? Those are those loud cars that need these oh. these people with their leaf blower cars on their little Subaru need to be gone. They need they, to go. They they, they got to go. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um. Anyway. Thank you. End of my TED talk. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Movie that they gotta go. Um. Anyways, like I would say, half women, half the women would be like, learn how to pursue. But it's like women have to open the opportunity to pursue. Do you think like rarely is a guy just going to randomly come up to you at mass or whatever and be like, hey, let's go get dinner. Like, are you turning around and smiling at him? Have you Mm -hmm. introduced yourself? Have you met one of his friends? Like, what have you done to signal that you were anywhere near interested to him? Right. Right. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Because if you think you're just going to sit around and stand around and a guy's just going to pursue you, that's highly unlikely. That's selfish. Thinking that without giving any opportunity that all of a sudden you deserve to just have, you know, a random guy come up to you and he's going to be the one. Like, absolutely, I think men should have the courage to go up to a random girl and Mm -hmm. ask them out. But, like, what are you doing to actually help the man? Like, that is nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. That's so nervous. Even if you do know she likes you, that's nerve wracking. Like, right. I'm not trying to take away from what a man is capable of. But what I'm saying is like, yeah. we as women, we can't just complain, 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 and then not take any action. Right. Well, and I think, like you said, like, what are you doing to open the door? How are you inviting him to pursue you? Because otherwise you just, you're going to let him... <laughs> He's just going to look at someone randomly in a crowd who hasn't looked at him, who hasn't said hi, who hasn't given him a look or anything, and just go up and ask. Like, that's not going to happen. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> that's that's a fantasy. Yeah. It that be, is. Maybe it would be nice if that happened, but I don't know. I think there's something beautiful about it, and I think it falls into, like, I was. we talked about this before, too, I think, where the man leads, but the woman stands beside and encourages and inspires. And that starts from the minute of pursuit. And then it just mm-hmm. moves on throughout dating, engagement, and marriage. A smile totally per- totally inspires a pursuit. And encourages it. Yes, exactly. And I know what you're saying. Well, I have a mask on. I'm like, then start blinking your eyes. <laughs> start really <laughs> batting those eyelashes, ladies. Just, just really bat them. Like, keep looking around all of the Ooh. things. Yeah. Or no, take your mask is- off. What? Who said that? Okay, but other people responded with um, what do men need is like, okay, we want you to lead and be assertive, assertive in actions, words, and emotions. But also when we ask these things, like, are you assertive? Like, Mm -hmm. there's a place for a woman to be assertive with her thoughts. Um, Just being, you know, I think a lot of the times, especially in Catholic culture, we see – 
almost just this vibe of like women are supposed to be quiet and like are supposed to hold back their opinion for the sake of like the family and are supposed to be extremely like meek in the sense of like um like Mm -hmm. mary was meek in a beautiful way but meek in the sense of like wimpy and weak and and just very small and we are not part of the feminist culture, but what we're saying is that absolutely say how you feel, communicate. Don't just act like mm-hmm. everything's okay when things aren't okay. Don't be the girl where the guy's asking, right. are like, what happened? Are you okay? And you're just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then totally like, um, mm-hmm. it just keeps building up and stress pops out other places. We could do a, we should do a whole podcast on this at some point about being an assertive and bold woman that, yeah. Send in your, what, what was it? B. BWS, Bold, Bold Woman Stories. Bold Woman Stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and other things people said was like not be passive. It's like amazing. We want a guy that's not passive, but are you passive? Right. Like some right. of these things we have to ask about ourselves as well because so many times I do talk to women and they're like, well, I just feel like I'm doing a lot of the work and he's not doing any of the work. And I'm like, well, have you told him? No, because I don't want to hurt his feelings. I'm like, well, you're only perpetuating the problem then because he right. doesn't know. And like, maybe he should ask you, but even if he asked you, what can I do? Would you say nothing? Right. Right. It's the same thing. He's never going to read your mind. He's never going to know. He's not going to just pick a random girl out in the crowd who's like, you know what? That girl wants to be pursued right now by an assertive man. I'm going to go ask her. That This girl needs my help right now because I am just aware of it as a man. Like that. <laughs> And nowadays, men are fearful of even opening up the door for a woman mm-hmm. for the sake of the woman being a crazy, you know. Like, oh, I'm independent like, and I don't need you. <laughs> right, right. So, like, I think as women more than ever, we need to signal if we're interested in and give the men the grace and, like, honestly place the opportunity in front of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly so, what Kathleen did. She was like, why haven't you asked me out to dinner yet? And I was like, or she was on dinner and she oh, was like, why did you ask me here? Perfect. I read that wrong. But yes, <laughs> she was very or like Australian. She went up and asked for mm-hmm. his number. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is pretty bold. That's not that's not really dropping a handkerchief, but that's I'm throwing the handkerchief it. in his face and being like, here, catch it. <laughs> that's like gifting it. Like, here's my handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. Other people said um, one date doesn't mean wedding. <laughs> that is true. True. You guys um, think like that though? Because I feel like a lot of girls think like that. I feel like there might be some guys. Oh, um, some people said, yeah, it's okay to lead a woman. Yeah. And like our culture says no. Yeah. You know, our culture says no. Um, life isn't over when you get married. married. Marriage is good and fun. Yeah, I guess secular woman or secular probably – Probably secular men do see marriage as that because it's just a A lot of people. Yeah. I've received a ton of messages from girls over the past couple of years saying like, my boyfriend just doesn't want to commit yet because he's afraid like how much his life's going to change and he's not going to be able to travel and do as many fun things and all this stuff. And I'm like, then you need to drop that really. Then you're not the right person because he would actually see all those things as more fun with you. Right. Right. And the same thing with kids. A lot of the time that same conversation happens with kids. Well, I'm not going to be able to travel. I'm not going to be able to go and live my life and enjoy my time with my husband with kids. And that can be true to an extent, but it doesn't have to be. It's up to you, you know? like That's a mindset. Mm-hmm. That's an opinion. Mm-hmm. That's not a fact. That's not a fact. Nope. But the world so, has convinced us that 
in both scenarios, marriage and kids are things that hold you, your life. Hold you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said that masculinity is not toxic. True. It is freaking attractive. We need more masculine men. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. More men are going to hit it off because they're masculine men. (laughs) Oh, Stash and Avery? Yeah, 100%. Heck yeah. (laughs) Let's go hunt some boars and let's get Tyler Childers. (laughs) (laughs) And grab a cigar <laughs> and drink beer. Gosh, we're like perpetuating the like man stereotype. I know. They're beyond those things. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, you could be. Yeah, Megan, you could be masculine in a dress on the cover of Vogue. What are you talking no, about? Are you freaking kidding me? That's a new trend. We love that. We love a masculine man in a dress. <laughs> We think that's the most masculine thing that can come from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Megan's like, yep. yep. Like when Megan's not agreeing, her just voice gets even higher. Okay, yep. <laughs> Love to see that. <laughs> um, other people said true masculinity is about strength of character, morals, and leadership. Yeah, a man that has leadership qualities is so attractive. Because I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. then you can like mm-hmm. lead all the kids and the children and in your yep. job. Yep. People yep. look up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they said that there's more to love than sex. True. Yep. And even even married Catholic, like good, strong married men would agree to that, which like people are like, no way, like all men want is sex. And it's like, no, like they literally would agree that there is more to love than sex. And there are more fun things to do in marriage. Than just sex. So, right. And anyone that's abstained from sex prior to marriage, you love them. So they would know that right. you can actually love someone without, without sex. And you don't have to worry about abstaining on Ash Wednesday or Good Friday. So, so everything's good in the world. So, love is love is love is love. So, we're saying, <laughs> no, I lied. Let's actually not go down that rabbit hole. Oh, what have I done? Yeah, we're just going to take that saying back. Uh, <laughs> Um, don't expect women to do everything. It has to be 50-50 in and outside the home. Yes, I actually mm-hmm. 100% agree with this. Um, just because like my background, I grew up with father raising me. So who did the laundry? Who did the dishes? Who did the doctor's appointments? Mm-hmm. Like my father. Yep. So for me to think that a man can't sew on a button is like, why can't you? What do you mean? Yeah. Don't you have fingers? Yeah. Um, and thankfully, like, Mr. Stash is extremely domestic. <laughs> <laughs> he was, like, baking banana bread muffins the other morning. I'm like, okay, we like this. This is nice. <laughs> Honestly, though. Well, and I mean, for some people, it, it works. But there's also something to be said for balance and, like, a, okay, I'll make dinner. You clean the dishes. Cool. You, yeah, you, if say the mom doesn't work at all, okay, well, husband works, you go get the groceries and then you help make dinner together or you, I don't know, you homeschool your kids. So then you don't have to also work because then you're saving money in that regard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It needs to be 50, 50 all around. Well, totally. And everyone's family is totally structured different, mm -hmm. but what I'm talking about, like, I don't know if a man were like, well, I don't touch laundry because I've just never done it. I'm like, that's a fixed mindset and let me teach you. Right. 
And that's just because you had someone doing it for you your whole life. So let's learn how to manage and be responsible for something else that you've never. And actually, if a guy said that, it would be a deal breaker. Yep. Honestly, same. It would. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Well, um, some more. (laughs) These are actually really interesting. Do not be afraid to stand up for beliefs and speak out. I think this is really attractive when you see a man, a DS man, speaking out, especially for Catholicism Mm -hmm. in knowing his stuff, being really well catechized, being more knowledgeable than you are. Like iron sharpens iron and that's just really attractive. Yep. I agree. I make jokes now that Avery's more Catholic than I am and he's a convert, which I guess typically happens. Those who are converts listening to this are probably like, yep, we are. We know, especially Austin. Austin always holds that over everyone's heads. Like mm-hmm. the converts are way more catechized and way more strong in the faith, but it's, it's so attractive because then you know that they can be the rock for your family and they can be the rock for you too. Obviously, like you said, iron sharpens iron. So it doesn't mean I'm just like, okay, cool. You know more and you can cover us all because you know it all and I don't need to learn a thing, but it's motivating for me. Like, oh shoot. Right. How does this guy know more about his faith in one year than I do in 21? Like what? Yeah. It's so interesting. Another thing, Megan, that a lot of people were saying is like, men, don't be afraid to share your, show your emotions, show that you have emotions and communicate that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was the very first thing Avery did when we first hung out in California. He cried in front of you, right? He cried in front of me the very first night. Me and my girlfriend, we're in the hot tub. We're all just hanging out, drinking a mark. And he's not crying because he's drunk. It took a lot for that Marine back then to get drunk. So it wasn't just a mark that made him cry. <laughs> 20, 2018, Avery. 2018, Avery. Um, but he starts telling us about his past and he's being emotional and vulnerable about these things that like no one asked, no one dug, but we just ended up having a conversation about like our lives or our pasts or whatever, or what's been recently going on in our lives. And he just opened up and was vulnerable from the get-go. One guy amongst two girls and just starts crying because of sins that he's like dealt with in the past and temptations that he's dealt with. And I'm like, who is this guy? Because I have never up until then, I had never had a guy be vulnerable with me and cry in front of me like that. And I was like, whoa, he has no like holding back at all. And because he was so vulnerable and transparent and emotional in like sharing his heart like that with us, I realized how confident he was in his like in his, in his skin in his skin and in his like faith and in his lord like he knew that even though he had done those things he was still saved and that he was like i don't i don't know it was the coolest thing ever and that was the first thing i remember sticking out to me about avery i was like this guy is not ashamed of the wrong he has done in the world and wants nothing more than to be better because of it and that's right. And you're like, cool, let's get you to confession. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my gosh. He made a joke too. He was like, dang, do I have to tell all of my sins? I got my first confession. And I was like, I mean, as much as you can remember, yeah. And he's like, this is going to be a long freaking confession. <laughs> he oh, wrote out a whole list. <laughs> but yeah, no, like men showing emotions is so attractive. And there definitely is wounds there when 
when men don't know how is like maybe they've never seen their parents show emotions. Mm-hmm. They've never seen their parents cry. And that is something that um, I think is really important because not only can should a child see their parents cry and see that they have emotions, but they should see their parent get over it with with humbleness and honor and grace. Yeah. You know, not yes. get over it, but like in the sense, move on and be mm-hmm. stronger afterward. I think it's so important for a child to see that vulnerability. And so if you never yep. did, then you actually neurologically relate having emotions negative and weak when in reality it's yeah. not weak, it's human. So mm-hmm. that's also massive. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. It Another is. thing I would say that's really attractive is not only is someone a practicing Catholic, but there's a difference than being a practicing Catholic and having an interior life. Um, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like an interior prayer life and like understanding how God has worked in their life um, and understanding how to communicate as far as like in contemplative prayer setting um, and being able to really just understand, almost just be aware of the Holy Spirit like working in their life. I think that is so attractive. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that made me open to dating a man who wasn't Catholic because I was like, I could find a guy who's Catholic and goes to mass and everything, but I can tell without a shadow of a doubt that Avery is a man of God. And he is very much aware with his of his relationship with God, where he hurts God, where he honors God and where the Holy Spirit leads him. And that made me a lot more confident than just dating some guy that went to church every Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. No, totally. Totally. Okay. So should we get back to uh, some uh, voicemails? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. This one's actually a really cute, a super cute story. Okay. Oh, I love a cute story. Hi, Cece and Megan. My name is Noel. Um, I'm from Cedar Rapids, Idol. And I have a heck no moment that I would love to share with you. So I am a music therapy intern, and I just got done with a session that I have with um, adults with disabilities that's virtual and it's just a single long time. And I love my clients. They're so fun. They're so great. Um, but today was a different day. They got very chatty and excited to talk to each other, which is great. But I was having trouble making some smooth transitions to get back to the singing. And so this one client just really wanted to ask me a question, but I was like, okay, could you please wait until after we sing this next song? And he agreed. So I was like, great, let's sing. So we sang, and then I said, okay, what was your question? And then he said, do you have a boyfriend? And um, totally threw me off. I, for um, your information, just got married in May. But, you know, with that disclosure, you don't want to tell your clients everything. And so me... Um, very flustered. I felt like I was like, my goodness, my training did not prepare me for this. Um, was just like, I um, have a family that I really love. Thank you for asking. And then he followed this question up with, do you want to be my girlfriend? And I was just stunned for a second and probably sat there and was trying to think of something to say that wouldn't make him very upset or sad or hurt and but also I know there are 
staff members sitting with these people away from the camera that are probably listening to this and were probably thinking, oh, my gosh, what is she going to say? And so I somehow, by the glory of God, came up with a great answer. And so I said, thank you for showing how much you care about me, but I would love it if we could be friends just like everyone else here. We're all a great group of friends. And then thankfully, the last song we sing is called Circle of Friends. So I was like, speaking of friends, let's sing Circle of Friends. And it sang my song, ended the Zoom call, and was just so shook, but had to share it with you. Sorry this is long, but hope you get a kick out of this heck no moment. Okay, bye. Noelle is a genius. That was like Holy Spirit godsend. <laughs> that transition was seamless. Uh-huh. 100%. Well, all I could think of was Peanut Butter Falcon, the movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. I know. The first time I watched it, I was with Megan. Oh, yeah, you were. I love that movie. Over the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. It, oh, my gosh. Can you believe that we're actually closer to this year's 4th of July than we were away from? Does that make sense? Yeah, we're closer to this year's 4th of July than we were last year's. Yeah, and I feel like that just happened. Yeah, me too. It's always so funny too because I'm like, yeah, so my baby shower, which is pretty much just like a 4th of July party, (laughs) we just really had a barbecue and ate lots of food and hung out and watched movies, so it was pretty pretty lit, but... (laughs) And we almost got kicked out of mass, but it's okay. Shout out to Oliver Pappas. (laughs) So yeah, anyways, Noelle, that wait, is such wait. a great story. You have to explain why in Peanut Butter Falcon it reminds you of that. Wait, have you guys but I don't want to give it away. Okay. Everyone go watch Peanut Butter Falcon and it's on Amazon Prime. It is. And it is so good. Avery and I have seen that movie way too many times. Peanut Butter Falcon! Peanut Butter! I have no hand or I have, I have no money and I have no pockets. It's <laughs> I just love it. Like, I don't know. The guy, the Shia LaBeouf reminds me of my little brother Demetrius in that I, movie. I love it. I can see it. I just love it. It's, it's just such a really wholesome movie. It's so wholesome. Yeah, it's just really heartwarming. And then mm-hmm. when he almost dies, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's really heartwarming. And then when he like practically dies, it's not so nice. It's like a Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn kind of vibe. It is. It's so sweet. It's yeah. really good. So, Noelle, love that story. <laughs> okay, let's listen to one more okay. or two more, depending. Hi, Sissy and Megan. This is Katie, and I'm Mary, and we're from Franciscan University, and uh, right now we're in Miami, Florida, and that is our heck yes. Heck yes to that, and our heck no is getting kicked off of the private beach for the Ritz-Carlton Hotel (laughs) after we pretended that we were staying there. All right. Thanks for listening. We love your show. Thank you. Honestly, go, you guys. You got to try it at least. Yeah. Right. We would do that. You got to touch the dream. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you want to own that really fancy car, then go sit on it and go for a test drive. If you want to be a mother, then go nanny. If you want to write a book, then contact Mm -hmm. a publisher. If you want to be the girl that sits at the Ritz-Carlton, then go do it until they kick you out. Right. Yeah. And then try to tell them that you (laughs) try to act like you are staying there. (laughs) 
It's like the first I would date. Do that. The second date with Stash and I, did I did we say on the pod like how we got kicked out of the hotel? No. Okay, so the second date with Stash, um, pretty much there after dinner, we were like <laughs> We weren't drunk at all, but like we had been drinking the almost the whole day because we were at like a brewery right. earlier playing games. And then we went to dinner, had or before dinner, we went and got drinks. And then we went, we got wine at dinner. And so it was like, we we're feeling right. good, you know? So we're like running right. like to this hotel that he was like, I have a surprise for you. And it's like, we're the only one on the streets because like where we were kind of got hit by riots really bad. So it's like, the whole like every business Empty. is just like deceased um but we were it was just like pitch black and we're like running to this hotel and he's like i can't wait to show you so we get in the hotel and like the doormen whatever um greet us and we like run past them run down these big steps and he's like look it and I'm, he's like, there's a big Christmas tree. And the Christmas tree was, I don't know, it had to be more than three stories tall inside. And he's like, look at the trees. And we're just like, wow, look at this tree. And then like the doorman <laughs> comes, the doorbell man, what is it? The doorman. He comes and he's like, the doorman. Oh. Yeah, he and I'm pretty sure we were like literally in the middle of maybe a kiss. And the the guys, he's just like <laughs> Uh, do do you guys do you guys uh have a room here? And we're like, no. And he was like, well, you guys are gonna have to leave. And I was like, dang it, why didn't I just say, why would I be here if I didn't have a room? I should have challenged him and just been like, do you know? (laughs) And we were laughing about after. Do you know who? Do you know who he is? Are you kidding me? It's so, so like I, I know I was like why would we be here if we didn't have a hotel room but I didn't say that I was like but the tree <laughs> so I mean that's a close second <laughs> I know so yeah anyways we got kicked out but I feel like it's always mm-hmm. fun to kind of just test the waters you know mm-hmm. they make Dude, rules yeah you know they people only make rules because you test them so Mm -hmm. i always you know just try it out if there's no rule then you didn't break any and they'll just make a rule not to do that next time Mm -hmm. exactly it's a great ideology so great (laughs) sounds good okay one more voicemail but before we go Cece, did you ever have a life of jesus bracelet no. Oh my you gosh. know I didn't grow up like super Catholic. I know, but like this is like a teen thing. Like you got it for your I don't know, your first communion or your confirmation. It's a bracelet that has all these different beads that mean different things. So there's like a star charm with three beads that represent like the Bethlehem star and the three wise men. There's a wood bead that represents Jesus as a carpenter, a fish one that represents him as fisher of men, 12 blue beads represent the apostles. Like it's this whole bead that goes through his Jesus's life. And each different bead on the bracelet talks about Jesus's life. And it's super, super cool. Okay. I just looked it up and Catholic Company was the first yes. place that popped up on Google. Literally. That's that's what reminded me about it. I was like, I bet you Catholic Company has these because my sisters are getting close to, um, one of my sisters is getting close to confirmation. And that's like a necessity. I remember having it and it was so fun. My friend had one too. And we would talk about like my 
my parents friends would always be like what's that bracelet what's it mean and i was like oh let me tell you about jesus i just like go through the bracelet talking to them about jesus's life but catholic company has them and you can use 15 percent uh you can use the code heck all caps for 15 percent off anything catholic company so yeah, this is really cute. It says this one's made in Italy and it's um, under 13 bucks. Like it's actually really cute. And it has like gold charms. Mm-hmm. It's super cute. I just remember loving it as a kid. Give me that lice of, lice of Jesus. Life of Jesus. <laughs> Life of Jesus, Bryce Life of Jesus. Okay, last voicemails. So awkward. I feel bad for her, but we've all kind of had this happen, just not to her extreme extent. Here we go. Hi, this is Cecilia calling. Um, I've been listening to you guys for a few months now, ever since I found out I was pregnant. So following along with Megan's pregnancy was super fun. Also weird, my husband is a Marine, so we relate on that front. I'm in San Diego, and I moved here from outside of D.C., Falls Church, so it's weird hearing about all of Cecilia's adventures in D.C., especially on the last episode about the Clarendon boys. I was laughing hysterically about the plaid shirts going out on a Friday night in groups of 15. Oh, those days were so great. Anyways, I have a story um, where I am definitely the villain, but it was so relatable to the ghosting podcast I just had to share. And I like to think I've grown and learned a lot since this experience, but it's pretty terrible. Um, in college, I went to Pitt and I was studying math and it was very difficult. And there's this guy who would help me a lot. <laughs> and he would, um, yeah, get all the homework help from the TAs and the professors. And then he'd come and help me with it. He was really nice and helpful, um, but he was like 30 somehow, just got his degree later in life. And I was dating someone at the time, so I was like not interested in that way. But we were friends. Anyways, he helped me a lot, and we both graduated, blah, blah, blah. Over the summer, he kept texting me to like go get drinks or whatever. Um, and being the really immature 21-year-old that I was, I just wasn't responding because I didn't want to say no. I felt really guilty. Um, and then about like five texts later with no response, like over the course of weeks, uh, I go outside to share with my family, like my cousins were over. So it's like a circle of girls, like my mom and my aunt. And I'm like reading them all these texts from the sky. I'm like, oh, I don't know why he's not getting the picture. Like I haven't replied for weeks now. I just, I don't want to see him. It's weird, blah, blah, blah. And my cousin starts chanting, ghost him, ghost him. And I looked down at my phone, and it was, like, 30 seconds into a phone call with him. Like, I had accidentally hit the call button, and I started screaming. And I hung up the phone super quick. Oh, and then, like, 10 seconds later, I got a text from him that said, I heard everything. I'll leave you alone. Sorry. And it was so, oh, it was so mortifying. I definitely 100% learned my lesson. Um that guy needs counseling. <laughs> I'm sorry we're laughing at the expense of you, but it's so bad. <laughs> but you know what? You know that you can send voice messages now? That can get you in trouble. Yep. 
dude, I have almost done done that a couple times. Not necessarily talking about someone or anything like that, but just like talking about something personal to myself and then almost sending it to someone and then being like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. Right. Or like, yeah, I've done that with guys where I'm like, what do you think I should say? And then it's like literally me asking, what do you think I should say? I'm like, oh, this looks so stupid. (laughs) I'm not cool anymore. I'm not smooth anymore. (laughs) That's so sad. I heard everything you said. And you're like, yep, I know you did. Poor guy. And he's like 30 going after a girl that's 21. Like, he, she has a boyfriend. Like, poor guy. <laughs> Honestly. I just, I just can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. But honestly, girl, we've all had a situation like that. And you yeah. almost need a situation to learn from it. So right. Right. we are laughing with you in solidarity because you just have to laugh through the pain because it's just so yeah. awkward. There's nothing else to do besides wait for time to take its course and it to just kind of fade away into the past. Right. Right. Okay. Well, next week, guys, call in with your bold woman moments, okay? Because... We are just going to talk about, like, actually how you can drop the handkerchief. Should we just make that a whole episode? How we can... Wait. Wait. We have to make that an episode, but next week we're actually talking to Nicole. <gasps> Wait. Which is huge. Guys, you know who? Okay, Nicole Caruso is one of the first Catholic people that I met off the gram two and a half years ago at the March for Life. I didn't know anyone in DC, and I met her and her family at Starbucks. Um, And it was just, she is such a dear friend of mine. She has a book coming out called Worthy of Wearing. Guys, follow Nicole on Instagram, Nicole Caruso. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited we get to talk to her. We're talking about fashion. I know, I'm so stoked. At NM Caruso. Okay, N. M. Caruso. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. so excited. Guys, her book, I'm in the book. I just like to say. So basically table. buy it. <laughs> you can see my face on your coffee table. No, you're going to notice a lot of faces. <laughs> Caroline's in it. Um, Mary Lennonberg's in it. Uh, oh, yeah. love. Yeah. Are these it's spoilers? So Should good. you be sharing this about her book right now? Oh, shoot. Well, we were in the photo shoots. So we were in the photo shoots. So, I mean, I assume it's okay. I haven't even seen the photos, but I'm very, very excited. I already pre-ordered the book. Okay, Nicole. I love it. Okay, so still call in, though, with your bold Mm -hmm. woman stories, because eventually we'll do a pod on that. But we're talking about fashion next week, why we need to dress well, all the things, look well, dress well, feel, feel well. And do well. Thanks for just chilling with us. This was a chill pod. Sometimes, sometimes chill we need it. Chilling in the closet. I just can't take Meg seriously because she's literally in a closet. So we're just <laughs> I literally switched positions like five times during this call because my butt has fallen asleep on this wood floor. Yeah, we got to end it. We got to cut it off. All right, folks, we will talk to you next week on the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure to call our hotline at 312-775-2615, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure to call our hotline at 312-775-2615 and share your heck yes or heck no moment. Subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on our Instagrams while you're at it. See you next week.